welcome to Studio RC, a weekly encouragement in your faith and your recovery. My name is Max and I am an alcoholic. And today we have a special session that we're gonna enter into. It's a, a special time of year. Uh, this time of year is Christmas time. And so, so often at Christmas time, it's so many people's favorite time of the year. And, and I love Advent. Advent is that, that preparation or that, that getting ready for uh, Christmas and all that comes with the, that special time of year that is Christmas. And so many churches do the Advent wreaths where they, they have the four candles and, and they do uh, various themes. Sometimes they do a different uh, aspects of Jesus or they, they talk about hope and joy and love and, and they talk about concepts uh, about that prepare us for Christmas. And so today, the, I, this, I wanted to take a time for just a few moments to read a little of the scripture and then dive into one of the aspects of Jesus at Christmas time and how it also uh, ties in with our recovery as well. I'm going to read a Bible verse right from the get-go and uh, I'm reading right out of the Life Recovery Bible. And this is verses, uh, comes from Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. And I think uh, many of you may be familiar with this verse. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. I wanted to focus a little bit on that thought of the Prince of Peace. And peace is such a, an interesting thought and concept. As people in recovery, we often pray the serenity prayer and we pray for serenity. But another word for serenity is peace. And so we're often praying for serenity, for peace. Uh, I know that early in my recovery, I had, I had read a pamphlet um, that it, on the front, there was this white dove and it said acceptance. And on the back of the pamphlet was the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer was a promise that I embraced in early recovery. I, I love the concept of peace. I had so much going on, so many things I was thinking and my brain wouldn't slow down. So the thought of serenity or peace was a, a very welcomed thought. And so we fast forward to where as I, I'm learning about Jesus and I'm, I'm having a greater understanding of Jesus, that one of the titles that Jesus is bestowed upon by the prophet Isaiah is that he will be the prince of peace. And that thought, that concept that Jesus would be someone who brings peace was exciting and very appealing to me, much like the first time I saw the serenity prayer. So we're going to jump in and look a little bit at the concept of Prince of Peace. During his time on earth, um, Jesus seemed to restore peace everywhere he went. He, he, he calmed 
tumultuous storms, storms that were crazy. He brought healing to the sick. He raised dead to, to, the, to life. He forgave sinners their sins. And, and we think of how Isaiah prophetically calls the coming Messiah the Prince of Peace. And the angels announcing the birth of Jesus, and they declare on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So the, the angels recognized that he was going to be someone who brought about peace. Isaiah recognized it, and then people experienced it in his ministry. Now, Jesus came to restore not just peace as we understand it. It, it was not just this... this uh, stopping of hostility, but there was this rich, full, abiding harmony of life that came with the peace described by Jesus. His first, his, his coming began this process of restoring peace between us and God. He wanted there to be peace between us, but our sin, our sin separated us from God. And so Jesus was going to be that bridge that would bring peace between God and and all of the human race. The reign of Jesus, it, it'll be marked by flourishing peace, wholeness, and delight. Jesus' rule will restore well-being to individuals and to society as a whole. And he bring, when he, he, he will bring this worldwide peace in his future kingdom on this new earth. As, as we looked at some of the additional prophecies of, of what will happen when Jesus returns. And so the Prince of Peace brings us peace with God right now. And as well as this peace with God, it's also a peace of mind and heart. It's a state of being at, at, of being at rest despite difficult circumstances because we know that God is in control. Um, even the, the night that Jesus was betrayed, in his last teaching moments, the thing that he, he, he was said to the disciples, Jesus promised them peace. And not as the world offers it, but as only he can give. And I, that's one of my favorite scriptures. I give you peace. Um, I don't give to you as the world gives. Um, and the world might not understand it. I, it this, this peace that Jesus has is a thing that's different. It's, it's, again, that richness, that fullness of peace. And just as he is the Prince of Peace, he calls us to be makers of peace all around us. We're not called to be peacekeepers but peacemakers, which is, a, is active. It's, 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 if we're making peace, sometimes that puts us in difficult positions. Sometimes that makes us the one that's bridging two parties together, maybe parties that don't see eye to eye. We're the ones that are called to make peace, not just be keepers of the peace. Everything's okay. Nothing to see here. No, we are actively peacemakers. And though the world may be caught up in anxiety and worry and division and frustration, we can rest securely in the knowledge that Jesus is making all things right. And we can participate with him 
in, in bringing peace to this broken world as we look forward to the future kingdom of peace. That's what was promised to us, this, this future kingdom of peace. Now, it tells us in Luke, and this, this is part of the, the, the birth narrative, the, the Christmas story. It tells us in Luke 2, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel of multitudes of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. Now, in for, and when you first hear that, there might be this somber note surrounded, uh, sounded in the angel's praise. Like, this peace is for those to whom his favor rests, among those whom he is pleased. So there's, there's a bar to it. Um, Christmas, even with the angel's decree, doesn't necessarily bring peace to all. It's available to all, but it doesn't necessarily bring peace to all. Jesus said the light has come into the world. That's his presence has come into the world. And people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. They, they, they did things that were against, against God. And that comes from John 3.19. It was only his disciples that Jesus said. And I, I referenced this just a moment ago, but I love this. And I'll, I'll quote it in, in full from John 14. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I'm going to give you peace, and it's going to look different. And the world's not going to understand it, because it's, be, it, it's not going to be logical in, in the face of, of what you may, the challenges you may be facing, and still you may have peace. The key that unlocks the treasure chest of God's peace is faith and the promises of God. The people who enjoy the peace of God that surpasses all understanding are those who in everything by prayer and supplication let their requests be made known to God. In other words, we bring our things to God and God is the one who brings about peace. Peace as we know it, as we experience, is a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, we need a power that's greater than ourselves, a, a higher power, a power outside of ourselves to produce this peace. We can't produce it, but God can. And it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a thing that the Holy Spirit produces in us. And that's when we connect with God, when we pray to God, when we share God all of our challenges, that's when we experience this peace even in the face of the circumstances. So Paul prays, may the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace in believing. And that's from Romans. Paul got it. He said, it's, it's in your believing that you're going to experience peace. And when we trust the promises of God and have that joy and peace and love, God is glorified in that as we experience those things. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men with whom he is pleased. All those who would, be, who would believe. It's a picture of peace. Peace is, is a thread throughout the account of the Jesus story, from the, the prophet 
who is foretelling Jesus' entrance into the world, to Jesus' entrance in the world where the, the angels are, are bellowing peace on earth all the way through his ministry. Jesus brings peace. Now let me shift gears for just a moment <clears throat> and let's take a look. Peace is mentioned 30 different times in our recovery literature. So let me know, let me just share with you some of those, those occurrences of how peace is mentioned both in the big book and the step book. It tells us um, in into action, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Whenever a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. So we can know peace, K-N-O-W. We can know it. We can, we can understand and experience peace or our battleground for the instincts. And there can be N-O, no peace. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, no Jesus, K-N-O-W, no Jesus, no peace. And then no Jesus, N-O Jesus, no peace. And, and the big book echoes that sentiment. It says, we will know peace. And then there can be no peace. It tells us into action as well. And uh, this, I believe, comes from the fifth step promises. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. And for addicts and alcoholics, that's a big promise. To be able to be at perfect peace and ease when we're by ourselves. It tells us in Bill's story, I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. It's more wonderful than as time passes. It tells us in step seven, to those, you, to those of us who have hitherto known only excitement, depression, or anxiety, in other words, to all of us, this new newfound peace is a priceless gift. It tells us in step five in the 12 and 12. Step five is difficult but necessary to sobriety and peace of mind. Even the steps undergird this concept that you will experience peace. The more you go through the steps, the more that you're building this, this structure that will allow and support peace in our lives rather than the chaos that we were so used to. It tells us in regards to step 12, he finds himself in possession of a degree of honesty, tolerance, usefulness, peace of mind, and love of which we had thought ourselves quite incapable. It tells us in the chapter how it works. As we felt this new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. Peace was this antidote to, to fear. So the more peace we experience, that fear would subside and go away. It warns us in step nine, we can't buy our own peace of mind at the expense of others, which is a good, a good reminder. In step 12, it tells us uh, from the 12 and 12, in step 11, we saw that if a higher power had restored us to sanity and had enabled us to live with some peace of mind, 
in a sorely troubled world, then such a higher power was no, worth knowing better by as direct contact as possible. In other words, for those who haven't come all the way to understand whether Jesus is their higher power or not, it's showing us even here, as, they, as we get to the 11th step, we're experiencing peace of mind in a troubled world. And so clearly that's something from outside of ourselves. And it encourages us to, to know better as direct, directly as possible. Step five again, but scarcely any step is more necessary to long-term sobriety and peace of mind than this one. It tells us uh, in the 12 and 12 in regards to step 11, and they have increasingly found a peace of mind which can stand firm in the face of difficult circumstances. Step eight references this in the 12 and 12, learning how to live in the greatest peace partnership and brotherhood with all men and women of whatever description is a moving and fascinating adventure. In other words, learning to live with others with this thing called peace is not only moving, but a fascinating adventure. It tells us in step 12, there were, there, these were the new attitudes that finally brought many of us an inner strength and peace that could not be deeply shaken by the shortcomings of others or any calamity not of our own making. In step 11, we even pray, Lord, make me a channel of your peace, of thy peace. And then finally, a reference in step 12, it says, or step seven, excuse me, it says, each of us would like to live at peace with himself and his fellows. This, this concept of, of peace is a thread throughout the, the big book and the step book. Just like it's a, it's, it's a thread throughout throughout our, our Bible and the, the, the story of Jesus. And so let me just conclude with this. As we are preparing for our get-togethers and our interactions with people, whether no matter what holiday you celebrate, we often during this time get together with people. And sometimes there's tension and old wounds often kind of uh, shatter some of that Christmas peace. I would encourage you today Think ahead of all your social commitments and interactions that you're going to have during this, this period of Advent, this period of preparation, and write down the names of the people who cause unrest in your heart. And then spend time with Jesus, asking for his direction in those relationships and committing yourself to being an ambassador of peace this holiday season, a peacemaker this holiday season. You can be active. We ask God, fill me with your peace and help me to bring peace in all my interactions. Where there is worry, let me bring reassurance of your provision. Where there's strife, let me bring to mind your humility. Where there is bickering, help me bring to our hearts your love. Be our peace. So it is my hope during this Advent season that as you discover the incredible nature of the Prince of Peace, that you would experience the fruit of peace. Know Jesus, know peace. Know Jesus, know peace. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas during this Advent season, and we thank you for tuning in to Studio RC. We ask you... 
feel free to like this uh, this podcast, uh, subscribe to it so that you know when each uh, episode will be coming out. Check us out on our website at recovery.church. There are so many different ways that you can interact and we can support you in your recovery and your faith. Thank you so much for being with us. And remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. Oh, <laughs>